Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle call! Heavy What's up, everybody? Welcome. You good? Ham, re- ham reporting for duty. Ham reporting for duty. Holiday pay time and a half, baby. I'm going to need a guy. I don't know if you've checked crypto markets. I'm down about 30K right now. It, it bye, 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 bye. Bye, 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 bye. old uh, Jim Cramer would tell you. Have you been uh, watching Billions? Uh, no, I was out on this season. I tried to watch that first episode oh, of the new right. season. Oh, that's right. No axe. But it, but to me, it just, it just, I, I tried to watch the first episode. I'm like, this ain't for me anymore. Um, so I've been watching it due to a lack of other options and yeah. uh, uh, forgotten about it. Honestly, had not been watching, wa- watching it due to a lack of other options. And uh, you know, some of their casting choices are interesting. But um, uh, they have a fake Jim Cramer type internet guy that they like is part of became part of the show in one of the episodes. He's not on the show; they just watch him a couple of times, and he's pretty funny. His thing is he eats a hamburger, and then he somehow flips it into a take on a stock, and then the harder he slams the hamburger on the ground, the more he likes the stock. It makes no sense. It's not supposed. Oh, because then, then he blares. Did a, you see Port? Did you see Portnoy's Instagram story? I thought he was claiming that was him, but it wasn't. Oh, is that what he was saying that they like stole his bit? Well, you know, and then I watched it. It wasn't tor- you're maybe they merged Portnoy into Kramer into like. Well, there's one. definitely I definitely think of Portnoy too because he gives like a rating on a burger, and but then it becomes a Kramer. Bye bye bye. Slams the burger, then he blows into a, like a shofar, which gives like. It, it makes no sense, but yeah. So I I didn't see the Portnoy, but I definitely thought of him when I saw that that clip. So maybe that's what he's talking about. Yeah, it's kind of you know. I saw someone give out Kramer's stock picks over the last couple of years. You know, it, he's a little f- Stephen A. Smithy. It doesn't really matter because he's wrong a shitload. Yeah, he's doing I a actually show. started watching this Netflix show called Inventing Anna. Not terrible. Oh, I heard that's good. Not, it's not bad at all. The you know the uh, like the blonde Ruth Langmore. Yeah, trailer Ruth Langmore. <laughs> yeah, she's she's pretty good in that. Brandon on the stream says, Middlecoff, have you tried Hazy Barbecue yet? No. Did, I, I don't even know what that is. Did someone bring that up? Maybe I don't know. We were just something. in – it's in Danville. I did a quick Google search, and we were just in Danville, right? We in Danville? Yeah, we were in Danville. Yeah. yeah. Uh, looks pretty good. I mean, I'd be down. I love a good uh, BBQ joint. Hazy Barbecue. Pulling the wall or kind of like nicer? Uh, looks nice. Yeah. Yeah. Looks nice. Andre. I feel like there were that many chains in Danville. Did, did you get that vibe? Just I haven't spent that much time, at least on that side, like that yeah. downtown. We, we've gone before that Buffalo Wild Wings when uh, back in our terrestrial radio days. Uh, that a little chainier over on that side where we were, the downtown. It's like independently owned. Like that, that to me is. I was in Davis this weekend 
or just really just for 24 hours. But I swung by Posh Bagel on Saturday morning. I, I just love a good, you know, I don't mind a Starbucks or whatever, but yeah, the, the totally. restaurants and the food spots are not fucking Applebee's and stuff. You know? Right. Yep. I agree with you. Uh, RJ, no. Oh, yeah. RJ says uh, Alamo sauced is way better. But sauce is a chain. But is it a chain like they have five of them or is it a chain like McDonald's? Because to uh, me, like I got it's five. Not Mc- of them. It's not McDonald's, but there's one right by where the Kings play. I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's a cooler chain, I guess. Well, I it's guess my Applebee's. point is, I don't want to penalize you for doing so well that you now have 20 restaurants. Like that's still to me different than like McDonald's that are franchise, right? Like Ike's is a chain, quote unquote, because he's got a because he's done so well, he's got a bunch of Ike's. But I still look at him like that is mom and pop in terms of you know I am more inclined to support that type of place. Where right? would In and Out fall on the scale? Yeah, that's a good question. Yesterday. I mean, are those franchisees? Uh, I don't think so. She owns them all. <laughs> and she prints that money. <laughs> yeah, well. Hazy goes hard. Hazy goes hard. <laughs> you know what the other Hazy thing Hazy would love, be a good though? name like, for a girl. Posh Bagel. You just walk in there. You get a couple things. And he goes, that'll be $8.99. You go, that is refreshing. You know, not a order, just a bagel that is $17. Mm. If you want to add locks, that's an extra five. It's like, this is my jam. Can I also get a croissant then as well? I think there's a posh. There's a place. Maybe it's not called posh. San Francisco. I used to get it like on the way into uh, to our, uh, our old job in the morning sometimes. What would a bagel run you? Not, I mean, not, the, you know, five five ninety five probably with like, you know, with like eggs in it. You know, that type of thing. Egg and yeah. cheese. There was this uh, on and everything to the bar bar bocce. It's you know in Tiburon, you know right on the water. Cool uh, like, yeah. restaurant. No, I, I went to a place right next to it once, but I remember going there probably when I lived in Pack Heights. So it would have been like twelve or thirteen with Kenny and Nick Amendola, and went there kind of day drinking, having a good time. I remember you know you just look at the menu. This is in two thousand thirteen. It was relative to the rest of America. Like the prices were pretty outrageous. I was telling someone this weekend. I can't even imagine what a cocktail's running you right now at that place. You know, if you told me that a Tito's and soda at Barbachi was twenty nine ninety nine, like the price, <laughs> one, you know, like a, a loaf of bread, like the extra to go along with your meal costs you thirty dollars. Like I, I, I just, I, I would believe any price point you gave me for different items, right? You're like, oh, uh, beer on tap is nineteen ninety nine. You know, twelve ounce, the sixteen will cost you twenty eight. Uh, John, let's get to the news, as somebody on the stream says. Although you might see Clay Thompson at Barbachi. You never know. Uh, the Amendola's are John's cousins, by the way. Uh, former Bulldog and Bruin football players. So, um, great, all-around great guys. Sunday, 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 Sunday. Sunday was weird, right? Sunday weird. was weird. We're recording the show on a Monday, which is not our normal podcast. And Sunday was weird. I haven't quite shaken off the weird... Maybe it's because we didn't I, I do honestly a show. Think I it, it, it gets weird, I think, when bowl season kind of comes to an end because you get from basically early September, late August till early December just in a routine of like, I got a couple games I ain't missing on Saturday and I'm consuming everything on Sunday. And, you know, depending on, you know, there might be a good, you know, could be like, you know, Oregon, Stanford or something on Friday night. You're like, oh, that's pretty good, actually. You know, you just never know Thursday. And, and then you got an NFL game Thursday. So you're getting very routine-oriented. The bowl season throws you off a little bit, which you don't mind because you're like, oh, random game on Wednesday night. But you always have the Sunday football that carries with you to January. And we watched the game together, I guess, last week. 
it was it was jarring to just I mean there's just no even option to consume football. No, it's why it's you know it's why we took the day off. You felt a little lazy, but also I mean I, I'm just speaking for myself. Uh, but so also no, I you're, like I, you're speaking for me. I, I also just needed to like I I I, I have to balance to not hate what I do. And when I say that, I say it somewhat tongue in cheek, but just get angry at the, like, this was a weekend. This was a BP. And I even think next weekend, depending on what happens, there's just not, you know, we'll get into Juwan Howard, but let's fucking call a spade a spade. No one actually gave a fuck about that game until Juwan Howard put his hand on the guy's face. Uh, You're skipping topics though. The USFL draft is on Tuesday, so don't skip ahead of the headline, John. But I don't even know what does that even mean. I don't know, but this is what I think. What it means is we'll find out if there's anybody playing in the league that that you've heard of, right? Like that. It's that's how these drafts always go. Is you're like you don't know who's in the game. Then there's a, who's in the league. And then there's a draft. You're like, oh shit, Chris Ricks went third. You know, that's that, that's probably what you're. Christian Hackenberg still slinging the pill. <laughs> Christian Ponder. But that's another Chris one. Like on on social media, there'll be a couple guys like Ponder or Hackenberger, whoever even probably more recent, maybe like uh, who was Gruden's guy that he kept behind Mario Peterman. Yeah, a guy like that, and people are like, I want to check him out on Twitter. But like, I can't wait. To, like, but, none of you but, guys are going to watch. No, we're not going to watch. But I will watch. That's the thing. I I will watch in the sense that I'm going to check it out. That's different than like watching. Watching. Is it Hugh Jackson one of the coaches? Hugh Jackson's one of the coaches. No, Mike. Mike Kevin, Tomlin? Kevin, Kevin Sumlin's Sumlin. one of the coaches. Yeah. Um, Stoops. That was last is year. He? No, Stoops. No, that, that was XFL. Think, Ray. What I see is June Jones. No. Uh, I, 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 no. I, now I, we now we have to go down this rabbit hole and answer. Well, this because I've consumed some of these leagues the last several years, and I just, I just, I hate it. Like I, I don't do it. I, I, I run out of inventory Skip, of what I can't consume. N- no, Hugh Jackson, Skip Holtz, Kevin Sumlin, Larry Fedora, Todd Haley. Remember the Todd Haley thing was like, did Todd try to get, who did Todd try to get out of retirement? I thought, remember Tom got in the fight when he was coaching for the Steelers. Yeah, but Todd, there was a thing that like Todd Haley tried to get a hold of somebody to come play for him. Missed that story. Any story I see with USFL, I skip guy. I have actively avoided. Mariota. I don't remember who it was. Anyway, Jeff Fisher, Mike Riley uh, among the coaches. Okay. So there you go. Yes. I'm with you. Was it the XFL day or the, AA, it was the AAF. You and I talked about it. It was very suspicious, the amount of people on the internet that said they were locked in and this is going to work and they've nailed it and this is working. And it, we, thought oh, people yeah, were getting paid, thank you. we thought people were getting paid to tweet. It was not, yeah, it was not a quarterback. It was AB. Who he coached with the Steelers. Yeah, and AB's like, leave, leave, Todd Haley, leave me alone. AB well, said it on Menory's show, I think. Gotcha. I, I'd, Could I'd be, be wrong lying if I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't watch some... Uh, no, I actually didn't watch any of that interview. I, I actually like the the Nelk boys when they have, like, I watched their whole John Daly interview. I watched their interview with uh, Shaq was pretty good. Refused to do like Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I and I like Kanye's music. I don't understand the fucking thing they wear on their head. Like, do they see? Do they have eye holes? What, what, are, the, what are those two wearing over their head? But they've I become have, like. I haven't asked. But do you notice that thing that they wear? I saw it, and I just refused to even wonder. That's that was my at the Super Bowl. The best was somebody said, "Great they view of wearing Kanye it around town, guy." I refuse to ask, John. They want you to ask. I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to participate. You don't. You're not getting Guy Haberman. But they're like BFFs now. Those two. But th- see, those two interest me, Kanye and AB, yeah. much more than the U.S. Like I will spend way more effort, which will be very minimal, 
into Kanye and AB than I will a second on Jeff Fisher versus Todd Haley. Nope, not getting my time. <laughs> I'm giving him 10 minutes. I, I can promise you that. You, what channel? Uh, I think it's you on think Fox. It's, oh, it might be on Fox t- and NBC or something like that. Well, it's definitely on Fox because uh, you're right. Because I saw FS1. Well, Cowherd they, did the team. I remember a few months ago, it was like Cowherd reveals the teams. Well, then I saw the other day. like, just And I'm available. Media. So, don't, you know. Yeah, on, on social media, they're like, uh, yeah, it's just middle cops talking shit here. Fox Sports 1, what's the show after them? Speak for your buddy. Speak for your buddy was like, we're going to have the draft order coming up next. You know, so they've, they've invested. Uh, hey, man, I'm going to need the content. This is where the combine is like, we need the content now. And the combine, there's some debate going on. I don't know if you've noticed the debate about whether not doing the thing that they want you to do qualifies as a boycott. Because there's like, well, the players aren't boycotting. If they show up, they're just not working out. And it's like, well, okay. I mean, we could not call that a boycott. But if all the agents get together, quote, Schefter, agents are not threatening a boycott, rather just advising players en masse to hold off on workouts until their own pro days. They will still encourage players to participate in medical interview and non-physical testing. Clubs have expressed privately that they're fine with players not working out at the combine and are more interested in seeing players put their best foot forward. Doesn't seem like there's a lot of pushback here from the league on this. Well, no, because when you said the most important part of the combine, well, the most important com- part of the combine by a mile is the medical, and it's the thing that the NBA <clears throat> has lost touch with. No, touch is the wrong word. Lost control of. All the top guys are like, "No medical for you," and they're like, "Uh, we'll give our medical to one team in the top ten. You know, in the in the NFL, it's universally accepted. Now, probably. You could say, well, I, you know, it's just guy, more guys get injured, but you would think you wouldn't want your medical information. You don't want people to know you got a degenerate knee. If you're going to go in the second round, then it's going to fall to the fifth. But you go to get the universal medical check. And I would say the interviews matter for, truly matter for a percentage of the guys. But like Kenny Pickett, for example, the quarterback from Pitt, from what I've heard, he's really smart, high character. What are you really asking him in these interviews? Like in, in the 15-minute speed dating one? But the medical, if he shows up to do the medical, and I would say the height, weight, because I, I heard, I was listening to DJ, one argument, well, I'm sure we'll talk about Daniel this guy, Kayvon Thibodeau, about he's listed at like 6'5 and a half, 260. Most of the league thinks he's like 6'3 and a half, 240. You're like, what does he look like in the, you know, the firing line of lining up? Mm-hmm. That, that to me is important to get a body. Now your your West Coast guy or whoever has gone through has seen him up close and personal, but like the the entire league and your defensive coordinator and you know the guys that are around your NFL players every day get a feel for like yeah this guy doesn't look the part. You got to be careful with that. There's not like a right or wrong. You know we've seen a lot of different guys. Quarterbacks well, a good example, right? A lot of small quarterbacks have been drafted high recently. Yeah, but you still want to know what it is you're getting up front. And this year is in particularly an odd year, right? There's no clear cut number one, number two, number three, number four, that type of thing. And so maybe, you know, there is some possibility that teams do learn things between now and the draft that really do affect where they draft a player, as opposed to in years past where you can start slotting in the top of the draft before we even get to the combine. But maybe we've seen the end of the combine. Last year, we knew, you know, didn't necessarily know the order after one, but we knew the top seven, eight guys that were going to go in the top 12, right? Jamar Chase, Panay Sewell, uh, the wide receivers, the two Alabama guys. We knew a lot of the quarterback. I mean, we knew. Yeah, like did you say we knew one and two? Sorry, I didn't. I didn't include two, but I would put Wilson, Lance, Fields as a group of guys that were going to get drafted really high. And then, yeah. and then, like as the 
time went. It was like, well, Mac's going to go high too. Also think about a lot of quarterbacks have stopped throwing anyway at this mm-hmm. thing, right? Like from a quarterback standpoint, we're pretty conditioned to do personal combines as it is like the, what was the first big, big one? Was it the Johnny Menzel? Well, I mean, Jameis's was pretty big, I think, right? Per, like pro day, the player doing their own pro day, not at the NFL combine, the quarterbacks. Jamarcus's, I guess, is famous uh, for being pretty big, right? But like these guys have stopped throwing at the combine, a lot of them. Yeah, I, I, I think quarterbacks, it feels like, have been pretty big for you for a long, long time. But you're right. They, they would double dip. They would do both. Now it's like, I'm not throwing here. You got to come to mine, and we're going to have fucking sweet music, and I'm going to have pads and helmet on. It's going to look badass. I'm going to throw to guys I know. Yeah. So, are uh, George Whitfield putting me through the deal? This does. We miss out on the Belichick watching through the binoculars, uh, in the bleachers by himself, people holding out stopwatches, that sort of thing. But maybe the combine as we know it is done in Indianapolis, and you know it'll make its return for Stan. But because if the combine doesn't have the workouts, then it's not the same television content. Well, it's that not, the NFL I mean, Network it, has produced for years and years and years and years. And years. I would say the NFL Network would not be happy, which is the NFL. Like the NFL needs to, and this is on, this is on the the leadership in the front office of not the teams, but of the league office. And I was texting with a buddy the other day, and he was like, you know, the problem is, and this has been Belichick's thing forever, is everyone in the league office doesn't give a fuck and doesn't know the inner workings of what happens at the combine. They don't truly care. They just want to put on the, because they're not former GMs. They're not former coaches. Like Goodell just wants the content for TV so they can sell it to Pepsi. Yeah, which is smart. Which is smart, but the problem is the reason they have this predicament now is because you have guys that are like, this is not a good idea to put them in a bubble. Right. Like Goodell ain't talking to player agents who are the people that freak. The players... Like, let's face it, Kayvon Thibodeau, Aiden Hutchinson are really going to be the headliners, but, like, there aren't that many famous, famous players. They would do whatever they're told, right? It's not their idea to, like, I'm holding out on this. They're told that by their agents. By, by, yeah, by people who have been through it before. They've never been to the combine. They don't know that they're worse off there than they are at their pro day. Well, wouldn't you do whatever your potential employer that wanted to draft you one, two, or three told you to do? You would just say yes. Most players, because they're used to that anyway in college. Maybe a little less and less. Yeah, it just doesn't with the agents. Yeah, they're used to the agents telling them what to do in college. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> what college to go to, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, all right, John, as someone on the stream said, we're here for the Brady rumors. Well, the Brady rumors don't die. Mike Sando, who's not uh, by any stretch like a rumor monger, he's an NFL reporter on The Athletic. Uh, take a listen to uh, what he had to say on his latest podcast on The Athletic. The birdies in my ear that had talked about a deteriorating relationship with coaching, and I presume that Bruce Arians earlier in the process was what came to mind that really he, yes, he could retire, but I think he is done playing for the Bucks. That that was my impression. And I don't think there's a lot of places he would go. And frankly, he would need the Bucks help because he's under contract to them. But the 49ers really make sense to me yeah. as a one-year finish-it-off situation because you can't find a regret in Tom Brady's career other than he always wanted to play for the 49ers and didn't. Joe Montana was his hero. He's from there. The interesting component of this to me is that his agent, Don Yee, represents Garoppolo too. To me, by retiring from the Bucks and then saying, well, you know, never say never, probably won't play again, but never say never. I think he's leaving the door open for one possible place only, and it's San Francisco. 
you know, that comes after Rich Ornberger, former NFL player, now Fox Sports Radio, said Byron Leftwich and Tom Brady were resport, uh, reportedly responsible for the entire offensive game plan. Him and Bruce Arians did not have a great relationship. By the end, it was strained because Bruce would take a red pen to that whole game plan. And he essentially said there was some, you know, d- uh, not a great relationship in the end between Bruce and and. Tom, and that's kind of what Sando says there, is that it was Bruce and Tom and that he thinks Tom more so retired from the Bucks than the NFL. Yeah, I mean, one thing in the Wickersham book that's pretty evident, it's come out over the years, is it's a pretty collaborative effort for all the, you know, the dictatorship that is New England with Tom in the offensive game plan, right? He really became a Peyton Manning level figure there with just it's, it wasn't you're going to do this. It was he was playing a part of it throughout the week. One of the things in the book specifically about Tampa is that they were bad when it started and it got better when they started doing the stuff Tom wanted to do offensively. Like ultimately Bruce, who is a fantastic coach, I, I we're nitpicking him because ultimately he is, you know, a top eight, nine head coach in the NFL, but his operation's a little loosey goosey. You know, it, it just is. And you know, he hires here's he has to me a hardball quality. He hires really good assistants. Like their assistant coaches are really, really good. And they were in Arizona and they are because he basically just got the band back together. My question is this. One thing that I can't get out of my mind, and I've mentioned this before, is he did have his dad sit down with Man of the Arena and cry talking about his son's career in retirement. Like that's you know, does he give his dad because ultimately he is producing this thing. Does he want him doing that if he's even thinking about it? Like, what's the rush? You could put out the you could put out the video in July. Like, they're they're not in any ESPN will do whatever you tell them to do. So to me, that does keep this as a pretty big hypothetical still. But and the other element that's like tangible. Two years ago, Kyle told him no. Kyle told him to kick rocks, and the story that you and I have talked about before that ultimately came out, which was Tom gave Welker the nod or the inside information like bro I want in. And then Kyle had Not all just his, I want in. I will there will if I will come to you guys, I won't even talk to anybody else. I'll be a 49er tomorrow. I'll be a 49er. I'm not going to do a tour. I'm not going to talk to anybody. You say the word, I'll be a niner. And he would have come cheap, right? I mean, hell, he went to Tampa for 50 million dollars multiple years. I mean, that's basically what they were paying Jimmy. Remember part of that story was then Kyle gives Everyone in his offensive staff, the project of just watch all Tom's games. Welker, McDaniel, LaFleur at the time, Kyle, I'm sure John Lynch, Adam Peters. And they kind of came to the consensus of like, what the hell is this guy's trending the wrong way and what with Jimmy? Like that happened. Mm-hmm. And Tom, I wouldn't say he's petty to Bill's level, but, you know, we've all now seen 7 million documentaries on this fucking guy. You know, he doesn't forget. <laughs> I, And you and I talked about this before we hopped on here, that that just, I listen, things changed two years ago from the 49er standpoint. I, I would say Kyle Shanahan's proven to be pretty headstrong too. Is he just going to kiss his ass? I'm not saying he shouldn't, he, he should, but I don't know. I, I do just wonder, cause that feels like everyone's going, if he wants to win, th- the thing that makes no sense with even the Miami element is Miami's not very good on offense. And this coach, we love him. <laughs> and I think the internet loves him. It's, there's a big difference between the internet loving you and you actually, he's never won a game. He's literally never called plays. <laughs> so if he, from a football standpoint, the Dolphins make no sense. 
the 49ers make a lot of sense. From a personal standpoint, that's where I just... I want it to happen. We, we've stated this many times. I, I still am at the point where I will be, I'll be very, very surprised. If there's like a tangible, like they're going to meet, I'd be like, fuck. So first of all, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen when Kyle is in Cabo because everything happens when Kyle's in Cabo. I had forgotten this. We know the Stafford stuff happened while Kyle was in Cabo. They He watched tape of Tom while he was in Cabo two years ago. So Cabo is where... He's probably there right now, don't you think? It's where quarterback stuff doesn't happen for Kyle. The stuff that he wants to happen doesn't happen. Um, I th- to me, the relevant part of what, uh, for me, the most relevant part of what Sando said was the Bruce Arians part. If Tom was on another team, if Tom was on the Niners, let's say two years ago, would he have walked away today? When I say today, I mean this year. Or would he be coming back for a third year on the 49ers? Like, to me, the Arians element makes you think that he might be coming back for a third year. He has said for years, 45 is the goal. And he retired before he's 45. A guy who's pre- very good. You want to preface it by saying that they had the same results, like they won a Super Bowl in the 49ers yeah. and they got bounced in the second round? Won a Super Bowl, got bounced the second round. And, you know, who knows? Maybe they win two Super Bowls. I, I don't know. Whatever it is that they do, the Arians part of it makes me think that Sando has something in that Tom was like, this, this exact thing... I can walk away from this before I was ready to walk away previously. Now, to your point on his dad, I don't think Tom retired with the intention to pull an okie doke on everybody and then come back. Dad cried. Yeah, I don't think it's about like, I'm going to fake a retirement. I just think he retired before he intended to for probably a variety of reasons. One being the Arians thing. One being Giselle's been trying to get him to retire for like four years. There's a clip in the book. I don't know if you've heard this part yet, where after they lose in the playoffs. I'm at the part where Mangini and Bill fought at the. You haven't games. gotten there yet, but there's a car ride after a game. <laughs> Fuck you, Bill. Where Giselle is telling Tom she wants to do a thing where they like write down all of their regrets from the last year and tear them up and burn them and throw them into the fireplace. And Tom can't even think Tom's like, what are you t-? like how he got the stories? One of them had to tell him the story. Right. But Tom's basically like, I just want to talk about, I just want to think about football. I can't even talk about this right now. And Giselle's trying to like start the next regrets chapter from life. life or like regrets from on the field. Yeah. It's like a new year's Eve thing. You know, like I want to put the kids to bed and then write down. Oh. Yes. About the, yeah, I should have seen Gronk. Tom's like, I want to get, I want to get better on second and three <laughs> yeah, yeah, against yeah. all out left pressure right. from the left side. <laughs> and then I, I'm better at it with the right side. And Giselle's like, what are you talking? <laughs> so anyway, so that but but uh, now I'll bounce it back to you for your you wanted to respond to something. Uh I already forgot. Okay. I I don't think Tom is plotting his return. Oh, oh I know, I know what I was saying okay. is I, I I think it's fair to say that 2020 they would have made the playoffs or whatever, but remember they had a million injuries that they would not like the one thing his Tampa team that won the Super Bowl, they were healthy and they were loaded. You know, even if you know, they went six and ten, and a huge part of that was Mullins. Maybe the Niners could have got to ten and six, maybe nine and seven with Tom. Obviously, they would have been better. You know, I think it's fair to say they would have been ten and six with Tom, but it would have been a struggle, and they were missing pieces. I mean, the fucking best defensive player tore his ACL like a third game of the season. Remember, Kittle yeah. missed a ton of games. I mean, now part of the reason Kittle missed some games, right, is because Jimmy overthrew him on the one, the first play of the game. You know, Jimmy gets guys hurt. You know. Gronk would have been on the team. Gronk, you'd, you'd think. I think the Tampa one was a pretty easy transition. 
I think it would have been on the team. But you're right. Tampa's very easy for Gronk. Yeah. It's just no so, state income tax. He gets, like, is he going to come out? To, does he feel like he's warm for his Claudi? He's going to live in Santa Clara. I just think he would have played with Tom. That's the. I think that would have. I think he would have come you back feel, to play. You with feel Tom. if somehow, oh God, this would be awesome. I want to speak it to this. Tom comes to the 49ers. Gronk is on the 49ers because I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I said the other day. I think so, but I mean now he's played two more years with Tom, and he won a ring with Tom. I think it's probably time for him to. What you know? I think he probably retires. I do think Kyle would probably be interested, right? I one thousand percent percent. You know, I was watching the was it Super Bowl fifty two Foles. Yeah, probably because this one was 56. So that was like three or four years ago. The uh, Julie Ertz's husband makes some incredible catches in that game. Well, he, I mean, it, it, he's became an Eagles. I mean, he was, he, he, that game is like one of the greatest performances in the history of the Eagles. So or Philly, four, Philly gets remembered. Yeah, John, he scores a touchdown later. We had the game, the game winner, right? The game winner. But the fourth and three or whatever it was was an incredible play by him and Foles. Foles like has to evade the rush, makes an incredible throw. Ertz goes way up to get it as he's getting hit in the ribs. So wasn't Foles kind of rolling to his left too? Yes, it was an incredible play. And then they cut over to Doug Peterson, and Doug Peterson's like, might as well just be sitting in just nothing dialed. Just, he's just hanging on the beach. I mean, he has no emotion. So anyway, that's a separate. But the point is, Ertz could be on the team too. Um, yeah, I, again, I don't think he's about. To, I just think it's interesting that Sando identified Ertz, the area. Edelman, uh, Brady, just every single MJD got any snaps left? I mean, just get everyone from the Bear, Marshawn, like who? You know, he, he, yeah, Marshawn's doing Manscaped. I just saw a Manscaped ad with Marshawn for the Weed that. Whacker. Um. You know, I, is it an accident that Sando says what we all know at the end of that clip too, which is that Garoppolo and Tom have the same agent? Again, not new information. Don Yee, we all know this. But that's not a nothing piece of the puzzle. And when I say puzzle, I don't even mean get Tom to the Niners puzzle. I just mean Don Yee is going to know what the Niners think of everything. But then I, I would say this, and this is where the Niners are going to get credit from Don Yee. They've been pretty good to Jimmy. Yeah. Just in terms of their support of him. I would say Kyle's support of him, despite his action with Trey Lance. Like he was there anyone more supportive than Jimmy Garoppolo than ultimately Kyle Shanahan? Maybe like uh, behind the scenes screaming at him, but guy, he made him the starter the entire yeah. time. Yeah. I would say Kyle Shanahan, because ultimately words mean nothing. Like your support is playing time, and Kyle fucking kept going with him. Right. I, I guess my hesitation is I don't think Kyle did it because he supports him. I just think Kyle was just going with what was best for the 100%, team. 100%. But thought. ultimately, the support led to Jimmy keep playing and get some playoff games. Like it, sure. It, I mean, I made him. And I think coaches with less juice might have pivoted faster. There was a time this year when he could have pivoted. We yeah. talked about it, and he didn't. Right. So ultimately, I'm, I'm with you. Like He didn't do it just because he loves Jimmy Garoppolo, but the actions are ultimately what you get judged on. Yeah, I I just think there are there is enough stuff here that I don't dismiss this Tom Brady uh, discussion as impossible and completely unlikely. It, well, it is unlikely, but it's not impossible. And there are enough pieces that if it were to happen, we'd look back and go, "Man, look at all." That's the thing. If it happened, we'd look back at all these things and go, "There wasn't no warning." And I, Don Yee's involvement is one of the elements that I think we would point to. 
I don't expect this to think be something that lingers to the summer because ultimately this it's a new offense. I would think that Tom would want to spend some time with Kyle because if you're coming, you're coming for one reason, one reason only, right? This might be my swan song. We're going to fucking win this whole thing. I'm, I'm not coming to just play for the Niners for a year, get nine or ten wins, right? I'm going to come to try to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, well, I think you're and, coming to play at 45, that too. Like it's a one well, and done super. But you're run. gonna you're gonna want to have success, and to me, success would equal spending time around the Niners and the offense, right? Right, right. So that and OTAs, I mean, that's something that would be in a month. Now the Niners are in no rush necessarily; like they don't need to do anything with Trey besides getting rid of Jimmy. We'll talk about that in a second. But there is some of like, okay, we only have five million dollars, and you can say all you want about like it's not that big a deal. Would Tom just cool with playing for two million dollars? Maybe he would be. Now, obviously, to come back, there's just some logistics. They need to make a trade. Would they just fall out, cut them? There are just several pieces that I think maybe we'd even find a little bit more the next couple weeks because the Bucks might want to do some stuff too with their cap. Free agency, I, I think we'd know more like at the start of free agency of like, oh, there's some validity here. Like now Tom's thought about it now for a month. He's out. So Carson asked this question on the stream, what uh, on Twitter, what else is there to talk about with Tom Brady rumors? It seems so unlikely the Bucs would give the Niners a Super Bowl QB just because. I it's a a lot of people have brought that up. It's a legitimate counter. I don't think it's an issue. I think the Bucs are going to be obligated to do you're not going to hold Tom Brady hostage. Um and I, I think the Bucs probably will feel just to you do right by part of Tom Brady coming to play, be your quarterback is you do right by him. When he tells you, I want to get traded, you trade him. Yeah. I mean, if Tom Brady says, I want to trade to the Niners, I'm coming back. They will trade him to the 49ers. Now they'd have to agree on some compensation. Uh, you know, would you just trade him for a third and have, you know, that'd be it. How about six thirds? Yeah. You wouldn't do the that. Niners have them literally over the next to, two years. To me, the price is like, Hey, we'll give you one of our thirds. Give us Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you have six thirds. You could you could afford to. That would be insane. What when are OTAs? I just think they usually get going. You know, people start reporting to start doing some workouts in like early April. Yeah, but I mean, th- there's no on the field till after the draft. Obviously, looking back, the Brady Brady was visiting Byron Leftwich in April of 2020. Remember the story yeah. that By- he went to the wrong house. That was you April t- of 2020. You have time in April. So the, my point being like. The two previous, the, the, maybe two or three previous years in New England, Tom was kind of out until he had to be there. And even, you know, he was skipping workouts. That's the Niners. I would say the Niners are lucky that if whenever they trade Jimmy, they, the quarterback is on the roster. So, like, they're they're not waiting on Tom one way or the other, I would say. And they're going to just have a lot more inside info. Why? Because they're going to be working with, I don't know, Tom's agent during this trade. Right. Yeah. I, I think to put a bow on it for today, I don't think Mike Sando just, just talks to talk. It's out there for sure, in a tangible way. I think in the NFL, people believe it. John, before we go any further, let's tell the people about our friends at Butcher <clears throat> Box, baby. Butcherbox.com/ham. Well, right now, when you go to Butcherbox.com/ham, you get two pounds of ground beef for free in every order for the life of your membership. Two pounds of ground beef for free in every order for the life of your membership. At how do you, that that jam. No, I don't, how I don't do you, think you can. Uh, you know, I, we have a mutual friend, Brian Hawkins, who gets Butcher Box. He likes it. You know why? No antibiotics or added hormones. It's hard. 
you know, for uh, you and I aren't great cookers, but those of you that are listening that, that cook with meat, there are specific things you look for in your meat, different qualities, and the Butcher Box meat quality is fantastic. Each box contains between 8 to 14 pounds of meat, depending on the box you choose. I mean, we've had so many shipments sent to us over the years of just chicken to ribs to ground beef. I had Butcher beef. Box steak last night. How good was it? Very good. And uh, it's packed fresh and shipped frozen for your convenience. When it shows up, it's in the frozen deal. It's incredible. It's easy. The website is very, very easy to use. You customize your own box uh, with one of theirs. Either way, you get exactly what you want. This is your chance, guy, to never have to shop for ground beef again. That's right. ButcherBox is giving new members free ground beef for life. So sign up ButcherBox.com, ButcherBox.com slash ham to get two pounds of ground beef for free in every order for life. Not to of mention, your membership. Not to mention, go to go stuff. to butcherbox.com slash ham to claim the deal. Sorry to interrupt there. Not to mention all the other good stuff you get, like the hundred pound, a hundred percent grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, wild caught seafood, and much, much more. Eight to fourteen pounds of meat, depending on the box you choose in every box. That's enough for twenty four individual meals. Butcherbox.com slash ham. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast. Or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised, crate free, and wild caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M. Save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, how about how about uh, this little this little prediction? Tim Kawakami in the Athletic predicts the Niners will trade Jimmy Garoppolo to the Steelers for a fourth round pick this year and a conditional fourth round pick next year that could become a second. What do you think of that potential trade? I don't think the 49ers you know, I I don't know. You think they want to do something that doesn't come to fruition for a year or do you think that's just going to be their lack of leverage with Jimmy Garoppolo that like listen, we'll give you something for to do the deal now, but we are not giving you a second day pick till he proves for us that he's a good player. Right, because Carson Wentz ultimately wasn't based on statistics or production or whether you made the playoffs or not. It was just based on the seventy-five percent. So maybe the Niners. You could argue the Carson Wentz deal, while the, the compensation with Carson Wentz because his high end was higher, even though he had struggled. You're going to get more for Carson Wentz, like the Eagles did last year, than you would for Jimmy Garoppolo right now. But I do think teams would be like that is the precedent for this. And we're just going to move it back. Obviously, if Jimmy's our starting quarterback 100% of the time, we're not giving you a first-round pick no matter what. But could it be something that, like, you give us a third now and then a fourth next year, but that fourth goes to a second if you make the playoffs and he starts 15 out of 17 games or something? Or, you know, it's probably easier with a snap percentage. So 75 feels a little – like if it, I would be like 85% of the snaps. Yeah, I think – I think it makes a lot of sense. Now, I, I also think you can both sides can make arguments for why. Let's, let's just use the Steelers because that's Tim's prediction. The Steelers can make a great argument for why they shouldn't give more than a fourth up front, and the Niners can make a great argument for why they should. I think the argument you can make if you're the Niners is this, and I'll make it just for the sake of argument. Now, if you give us a second, you guys went to the playoffs last year with Ben Roethlisberger. If you give us a second, I know it feels like a lot, but imagine how much further you could get if Jimmy Garoppolo is your quarterback instead of Ben Roethlisberger. And I think the Steelers would say, yeah, but he he could play six games. He could be hurt. The one thing with Ben, he gets hurt, but he always comes back. He always plays. And He came back in a Raider game where he missed the entire half. He came back in the game. That's right. And the Niners would counter and be like, oh, Jimmy came back too, and Jimmy played hurt this year. The, but but my I think the problem if you're acquiring Jimmy is not that you might overpay a little bit for a quarterback because – Everyone overpays a little bit for a quarterback. It's that you could overpay and then have him not be available. So I do think it does make a lot of sense. I think the best way for the Niners to get, say, a second-round pick is to have it be a conditional pick. Um, I think it's going to be hard to just get a second-round pick up front or whatever the best pick they could get. My point is, are are you better off just – if because I think a lot of teams are going to be like, hey, man, we'll give you a fourth or a fifth and do that where they realize it easily could just turn into a fifth and a fourth, you know, or something. If you're the Niners, like, hey, can you just get a third, get them out of there, and just move on and not have to wait? Because I think the contingency on Jimmy Garoppolo, like we had talked about Carson Wentz, the difference was is he hadn't missed a game in two years. Hadn't missed a game in two years. He got knocked out of the playoff game against Seattle, and then the following year he got benched, but he played in all the games. And even this year, I, I give him credit, remember he had the foot thing the first day of camp, but remember, he was back. Like he, he didn't. He ended up coming back, and the only couple games that he missed this year, if I remember correctly, were 
I don't even know if he did. Remember, it was the COVID thing, and he had, they changed the rule by that, like week 15 or 16. I don't mm-hmm. think they started another quarterback this season. So, you know, the, I bet the Eagles felt pretty good uh, about him playing the games, and it wasn't dependent on wins and losses or production. Where Jimmy, it's like, I would not feel good about him playing in 17 games. So the contingency of him missing games would probably be pretty high. Would I just take what I get now and move on? It's well, like, well, it's back to the real estate analogy. You know, this isn't oceanfront property, so it's like if you can get a hundred thousand over asking, just take it and move on instead of like trying to like get really cute with it all. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it's dependent. And so, what you're saying is you're just okay taking at worst two fourth round picks, right? That's well, the worst what I, what I would be shooting for is like get the third and get out. Well, I agree, and I do think part of the if I if I get a second day pick guy, which second I I'm not expecting, if I can get a third round pick up front and not have to worry about any of the other bullshit that is going to be much more contingent based. I'm out. I'm good. Yeah. You'd rather do a third than a fourth and a, and a, um, a a second fourth in 2023 that could become a second, right? That's what you're saying. Yeah. You would take a third in the bush over a fourth and maybe a second also in the hand. Why? I I could see something something like a fourth, and we'll give you a fifth next year, but if we make the playoffs and he plays a bunch of games, we'll also give you a third or you yeah, know something yeah. just kind of. Well, but but Kawakami's prediction was a second fourth that becomes a second. I think that the uh, the other quarterback happenings are part of the dynamic here. And one thing Sando kind of just mentioned in a separate part of his podcast was would would Bruce Arians want Carson Wentz? Because if Bruce Arians wants Carson Wentz the Colts might prefer Jimmy Garoppolo. Would, would Bruce prefer Carson or Jimmy? Colts, man. I, I, my take on the Carson Wentz scenario is they're trying to get him to take a pay cut, and they're trying to float this to kind of really kind of put the screws to him a little bit. Why would they even fuck with that? A guy, they were a game away from easy, you know, making the playoffs. Yeah, they lost to the Jags. I mean, Jimmy lost some shitty teams, too. I know. What the fuck's the difference between though? I, I saw Carson Wentz beat him. I, well, yeah, he has a higher ceiling. These musical chairs of these type guys feel a little bit like... I, I do not expect Carson Wentz to be on a different team next year. So, I think we can remove the Bucks as a Jimmy Garoppolo destination, given Arians. Denver as a Jimmy Garoppolo destination is real. I think football team is real. I don't think he'd want to go play for the Texans. And I think I had, the, I had the thought today on a little walk that if I was Jimmy Garoppolo and Don Yee, I, I would say, listen, I'm not going to the commanders. I, even Ron, Ron's a high level guy and I would play for Ron Rivera, but not in that franchise. I, I, I do think you could just, if you and I were in Don Yee's camp, like we were yeah. work for Don Yee and he went around, we were sat at a table, us three, we're like his two minions. And he goes, Middlecoff, what do you think? Commanders, they want them. They'd be in. I'd be like, I would not waive my no trade clause there. Has no, and I like Ron Rivera. I'm not fucking around with that. Well, place. yeah, but it's not about necessarily just no trade. They, they can trade them later, even though I don't think they'd force it on them. It's not just about no trade. It's also about like you're going to – they're going to want to restructure probably your contract, and you can also my, my, exert my, some my, will my, that my, way. My, my point is this. If we had a couple options and it's all relatively no, I know, equal, I know. I just, win-win – I think we have to say that about no trade because then people jump on the like. Oh, you're, he's, saying, he's, you're saying his no trade is not Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. It's not. It ends. Yes, but I'm also I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying if we if if you and I do the show and we say his no trade, people come at us and go, "Well, his no trade's going to expire." And my response is, "But he's going to have twenty seven million dollars. The team acquiring him is going to want to restructure. 
Jimmy is still going to have power after his no trade expires. So that's that's the only reason I interrupted. And, and this is not nineteen. 19- I do think I do think Jimmy has some say, no matter pre or post no trade. That's the point. Because this is not nineteen ninety two Al Davis Raiders. He's just going to do whatever he wants. This is modern day NFL, where you're scratching other people's back. They're scratching yours. You're not going to fuck Jimmy Garoppolo. Like I just, he's not getting fucked in this deal. Right. He, they are Agreed. not trading him to somewhere he does not want to get trade. Note. Part of it is if the no trade didn't exist, I would say, yeah, probably not. But it does, and they're working together. And I think Jimmy earned respect this year with them. It's going to be a win-win thing. So uh, my recommendation would be if there are equal saves, if like that's the place that's going to give you an extra $30, $40 million, yeah. But if, if we assuming that there are a couple equal opportunities with the Denver, with the Pittsburgh, with your indie scenario, New, under New no Orleans, circumstances. New Orleans. I, I, I we are not commanders are not on my list, and because of that guy, like there's always something else there, guy. It becomes right, about I, not about football with that place. Yeah. I, so, but there just aren't that many. If Rodgers is staying put, there's the Broncos, there's the Saints, there's the football team, there's the Texans. I don't think he's going to the Texans for the same reasons you just said about the football team. I think they like their quarterback a lot. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah. If you're that, here's the other thing. If you're them, why would you do that, Davis Mills? You just took. With the second or third pick of the third round, he's physically more talented. You're not doing that. That's a good no. point. So um, I don't think there's that many places. So I, I, the Steelers, to me, make a lot of sense. And to me, a fourth and a conditional fourth is kind of what you end up with when you're not shopping your player for just the most you can get from him because either you're trying to do right by the guy or the guy has some power. So you don't really end up with a third if you're only sending him places he wants to go, right? Kind of like the Niners didn't have to trade a first for Trent Williams. They got to kind of dictate terms. Trent did. That's ultimately my point with the no trade people freaking out. Like it's going to be now Trent had the juice on the, on the skins and his contract. This one is a little different, but they are just, you're right. If the commanders are his only option, he's going to get traded to the commanders. But I, I, I just think there's going to be at minimum multiple yeah, options. Yeah, no, no, no. Whether I'm, it's the Saints, whether it turns out, I I think the Packers would be in play if fucking Rodgers could still. They're going to need a quarterback, and Jordan Love stinks. Uh, I do think the Packers could be in play also, but wouldn't that be He knows the that, offense. If right? the Packers move off of Aaron because Jordan Love, but, but don't go to, I forget about because, and then don't go to Jordan Love, that would be... Pretty but, stunning. But part of them moving off Aaron is going to be him saying I'm leaving. Yeah, and they 100. Yeah, them capitulating. I, I they don't just don't think they have a choice. Even though Do I you, heard someone say he they truly like based on the contract, like it was more of a handshake deal. It's not written in there that like you remember Brady's thing. He became the free agent. That is not the case with Aaron. Uh, it's right. But it's like they they gave him a wink wink handshake. Like we'll take care of you. Well. We'll Did see. somebody somebody in the chat said that uh, Keyshawn Johnson said Jimmy to the Raiders? Is that is that a made up thing? Well, I mean they would have to trade Derek Carr, and then I think well, yeah, spe- that's- if Derek Carr was traded, how would the speculation not start immediately with his a guy that coached him? It would make a ton of sense. DM on the stream says Raiders are trading Carr to the Saints or Steelers, in my opinion. Well, that I would say that would be, and this they're going to be some good. Like, do you know the best stories that are going to come out of the combine and? You know, usually it's like 60-40. It's like 60, all the free agent buzz, but also, you know, like 
Trey Lance killed it in the interviews. You know, and like two like, percent seen at St. Elmo's, Doug yeah. Peterson, and I, I think this year it's like ninety percent free agency shit because like no one I no one cares about the offensive tackle from North Carolina State. Like I'm sorry, no one gives a shit beside people in the NFL that might draft this guy in the top five. But like it's going to be Watson, it's going to be Rodgers. If a car, like actually, you know they've they've listened because here's the thing. If Carr is on the block, unlike Jimmy, Carr's value is, would they get two ones and a two? How would they not? That's what Jamal Adams and Jalen Ramsey went for. He's a quarterback. Now, it's a little different just because it's a double whammy. Those guys had to be paid. It was all their first contracts. Derek would have to be paid, and his contract dwarfs all these guys. Right. right? Yep. So you would be trading this and then... Probably extending a little Khalil Mack style, extending the moment the trade happens, his extension. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I still am at the point where, let me know when Josh McDaniel signs a forty, you know, $140 million deal with a guy that he's never spent a minute with beside bullshit in the offseason. Well, like, you know, one thing I wondered about the quote-unquote leak, the story, the Vinny Bonsignori story, that it would be... He wrote that, right? It, it wasn't just yeah. the PFF tweet. It was he wrote five years, $200 million is probably about what it would be. And if you just, but all you got to do is look at like, you know, Dak Prescott and kind of just that's, you know, right? Right. But but what I'm saying is, does he write that in part because Mark Davis says that to him? And does Mark Davis put that out there in part because he wants everyone to know how expensive it would be to resign when everyone's like, Mark, just resign Derek. What are you doing? But like, wouldn't you, you say to- with the quarterback market is pretty clear, like a starting quarterback, what they go for? Like, I think Dak Prescott kind of opened everyone's eyes. Like, Dak Prescott got $40 million a year. Well, yeah, but my it's the point of the story is not to for us to just know what we already know. I'm saying, why would somebody in the Raiders tell Vinny that's what they think it would be? Could that's it, Derek, that's, could it be Derek's people telling him, like, that's what we want also? It could be, but what what would be the value in that? Just setting the bar high, and then when you take less, you say, hey, look, I took less for the team? Could, could be that. Didn't they kind of get to hang their hat on like we gave them a little discount last time? Yeah. If I remember correctly. I'm just saying there's a reason somebody says it, so what's the reason? Is it Derek Carr's people setting the bar high so he takes less, and it looks like he took less for the team, or is it the Raiders wanting it out there? This is how expensive it would be for us. My take would be more would be Derek's like this is what we cost. Then the Raiders like wh- the Raiders like yeah we know we fucking follow the NFL. Yeah yeah. To me the only reason the the point for the Raiders would be to put it out there so that they can, if they were to trade him, people go well we get it we don't think it's worth he's worth two hundred million dollars. I'm just saying anytime it gets said it's being said for a reason. But he would immediately sign that contract so you would just know. He would sign That'd that contract with somebody else. Yeah, like he's well, gonna yeah, get what but- he's gonna get. But these things don't always – people say things to try and help set up their side ahead of time sometimes. Right. I, I just think it's it's kind of well-known, like a discount would be $35 million a year and the going rate's, you know, 38 to 42. Like it or not, it sucks. I mean, I, I, I don't want to pay that for Derek Carr. Uh, I, I would love him at – like to me, 28. I've said it about Dak Prescott. At, at 28, 30, I, I don't – relative to the mar- – I don't like paying a premium for non-premiums. Like Derek's a really good player. Right, at tw- he was an incredible value this year at twenty million dollars a year. You would have been able to stomach it moving forward at twenty eight, given the cap. I-, I cannot. I don't care that the cap goes up every year. I can't pay him forty million dollars a year. I, I can't Understood. do it and expect to compete for the playoffs. Understood. Understood. I'm just. 
I'm interested in why the information is information because you're right. It's not debatable. But there's a lot I of things. I think there's a pretty good comp between those two. I think they have a lot of similarities. Dak, what, Dak and, Derek. and Derek. Yeah, I think it, I think it is a good comp. De- Derek's older, right? Derek's a little older. Both have had a major injury. Both, you know, are just high character. You don't have to worry about getting in trouble. Work hard. Give you everything they have. Both feels like you know you desire a little more. But both have. I've seen them play really well. Right? Did Dak get his contract? After Mike McCarthy came on board? I think so, because remember, one of the big stories was like, Mike, have you talked to him yet? And someone's like, this is a little weird. Could they be trading him? <laughs> Mike's like, sorry, I've been trying to hoodwink Jerry for the last two weeks. Haven't gotten around to Dak yet. Yeah, looking back when Mike said he didn't watch every game, I get it, like, if you had just been fired. And you're like, I, I just, I, I had another job. I had a lot going on, like, we're, we, you know. You had spent the whole year, quote unquote, watching tape. Like, what well, the told fuck you everybody watching? you were in the bunker. Yeah, you had Peter King do this long article about the bunker. What were you guys doing? What were you doing? I'm ah, just screwing around. At least, like Doug Peterson has been pretty open and honest. Like, I just spent a lot of time with my family. I was my grandchildren. His brother had cancer. Like, he he didn't fake. Like, I was watching every snap of the jack just in case I got this opportunity. Right now, he's like, I this year was very valuable for me. My 20 years, 30 years as a player and a coach, getting away, being with my just perspective that I didn't even know. Now, I missed it, but like, he didn't claim, like, I spent all three, all four job openings I wanted in that. I broke down every single one of their sequences in every single game. Also, it's like, I broke everything down and then I immediately came back and gave Kellen more play calling duties. Like, so what are you also, studying? The, clock the, management? I, I would also say that shows the the Dallas kind of conundrum of like yeah. Jerry still controls a lot of it. It's yeah. not his choice, right? If it was truly an NFL team, more than likely Kellen Moore's fired. Like when Mike gets the job, right? Without even much consideration. Yeah, it's one of those where coaches like you know you have a meeting with them. Like I've heard good things, but I already told uh, I already told Joe Philbin. If we get if I get this job and get the band back together and my buddy McAdoo, <laughs> but that that's his crew. Phil I know, and McAdoo, I know. I that's, know. you just roll with your crew, you know. Uh, Dylan on the stream says I partied with Juan Jennings in Knoxville this weekend. Dude can get down with the best of them. There you go. There's a great insight and an update. It's got to be a pretty good feeling after you like where you're still close to their age, like because once you're like Andrew Whitworth, you don't like. Just spent three weeks in LSU getting down. Like, he like ends once you probably get over 30. But, like, when you're in your early, you know, 24, 25, but it's pretty well established, like, this guy starts for the Niners. You're like, I'm back, bitches. <laughs> he probably has some friends, you know, probably has a buddy on the basketball team still. Yeah, maybe like a, a freshman that he hit it off with, like, his last year is now like a junior on the squad. So he's like, hey, man, bro, we're throwing a party. Like, come on over. Yeah, I'll they weren't be there. They weren't even home this week, though. I would have seen them at a basketball game, probably holding up like a, I don't know. Super- we see call, uh, Debo went to the women's. I, South Carolina must be pretty good at Yeah, I did see that. Debo and had like the- takes. I saw a clip. He had like takes on the team. Well, I think they must have a star. They that do. He clearly knows. Incredible. I watched. I went down this rabbit hole the other day and watched the Debo Samuel story, but it was back when he was at South Carolina, produced by. It was pre-draft, pre-everything. It's pretty good. It's a good nine-minute watch on uh, on YouTube. South Carolina's. I, I, official I actually YouTube had. Page. I had this thought. Do you know what's crazy about? I think sometimes college sports is hype can really grow, right? And it did on. I think Clowney is a good example where if you live through Clowney's college experiences, like this guy could just be. 
he's going to be like Khalil Mack meets J.J. Watt meets Reggie White, and he'll just be all-time South Carolina's just like poster child, right? You would just be like, that's South Carolina football, right? This guy represents South Carolina. It feels like Debo's already passed him. It's like when we did something, something sweet, and then you watch Debo, you're like, not only has he passed him, you would want Debo around. Like yeah. I, I just watched him do that interview on the college game day women's set. It's like, God, this fucking guy's likable. Mr. Corey on the stream says, book is out on Kinlaw. <laughs> what book? You don't have to game plan for him. Yeah, I just think defensive linemen can be a little more hit or miss, just in general. Uh, All-Star game, John. Uh, NBA All-Star game was on Sunday night. Are you mad at it? What I have to watch to be A lot of people mad. are mad at it. I think like every people, Everyone's mad at every All-Star game. Why I text. I had a buddy that I was like, hey, you watching? Uh, you watching this? He's like, is it worse than the NFL All-Star game or Pro Bowl, which is the All-Star game, obviously? And I said, well, it's, it's the same. They are the exact same thing. Guys just stand there on defense. In basketball, I came to grips with last night. It's easy to be. One thing I've noticed in my YouTube rabbit holes over the years, you can watch, go to any generation of music. You know, 70s, type in whoever you want. Just like some, just type in like Eagles Acoustic. Uh, you know, Beatles Acoustic. You go to the fucking 80s, like Def Leppard, right? Just whoever, over the years, Metallica, Dr. Dre. The majority on the most famous people, the comments are like, this is when music was right. Like, they just don't, like Bob Seger. You just go to like, turn the page, Bob Seger, like 1977. Like, they just don't, I still remember being a kid. They don't make this shit. It's all negative. Like, this is not what it sounds like anymore. And I'm not going to be that. I, I always think like, no, it's just this was good then and things change and music, you know, you, you like this. You can like other stuff, but the comments are always really, really negative on the present reflecting on that video from the past. And I think these All-Star games, like, listen, it does feel the NBA All-Star games when we were a kid were clearly not quite like an NBA game, but they were closer to the sport than what we're witnessing now. And I, the Pro Bowl, I, I don't even remember watching Pro Bowls. I vividly remember watching NBA All-Star games. And they would always, even like late 90s, by the time like Kobe and T-Mac, some of the off-the-backboard dunk type shit that you would never see in an NBA game that would happen. But it, it did feel still basketball-y. That's dead. But I'm cool. Like, it's just, it's not Harlem Globetrotters, but it's clearly just, it's an exhibition just like the Pro Bowl which is just there to be consumed if you want. If not, turn the fucking channel. Like One thing that's bothered me about, quote-unquote, the cancel culture stuff, but just the take of like, we need to take this down. What, what, listen, if, if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. In what world do you think any of us normal adults need someone else to tell me what I can watch or what I won't watch? I will just figure it out for myself. I watched two minutes of that game and was like, I'm out. <laughs> like I'm out. I can I, I can choose. I don't. But I think most people now, and again, social media, kind of the the world that that can become. It's just it's so easy to be like this fucking sucks, and we'll just change. Watch, turn on a movie. So I agree because I did the same thing. I watched another basketball game, and I watched them. I don't even know what. Probably The Office or something. I watched college, I watched the USC Washington State game, which was a good game. I had some of that on, and I did some of the TBS, which was like the Manning cast version. Right. It wasn't the broadcast. It was like Charles Draymond Lopez doing sidelines around. And um, it's it is not the, it, the game does suck. Right. Like the game. It's, does it's, suck. it's terrible. And I think your point is 
complaining about how it sucks and wishing that it you that it was something that it used to be is like when you're 45 wishing that you could just party all night and wake up the next day without a hangover. Well, those days are gone. You're not 25 anymore. It's over. There's no going back. I think what it used to be was like a pickup game to try and define it. It used to be like a pickup basketball game. And now if anybody played on the pickup courts, the way they play that game, you'd be like, what are we doing here? I'm out. Like I guys, Will that, somebody that please is, play some defense? Great, that's a great way to describe it. A pickup game with the sweetest basketball players ever. You used to because I thought that last night. I turned it on. I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, these are still some of these are the greatest players in the world. And I saw a transition alley oop 360 dunk, and I was like, that was cool. But then you watch long enough, and there's not even pretend defense. Like there used to be pretending. There was a moment where DeMar DeRozan got matched up one on one with who would it have been? One of his teammates. And I was like, okay, like maybe these guys will go at it for a second. Oh, Levine. Oh, yeah, exactly. Levine. Levine hit a three on him. DeRozan gets it on the other end. And Levine is like kind of stuck. He can't not play defense because DeRozan's kind of backing him down. And so he has to play defense for like a half second. And he kind of does. I was like, all right, like that. But, you know, there's the, the one clip of Steph hitting a 40 foot three is he does like seven sidesteps, does not even dribble. I mean, it's outrageous. And it, you know, it's baseball. You told me somebody tweeted this, and I've said this it was for years. It was, jo- it was Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson. He's right. Baseball, you play for – no pitcher wants to just give up a home run. And all they have to do is pitch to a batter or for an inning. And hit baseball, batting is fantastic because you just sit there. The pitcher just throws it hard, and you try to hit it. There's no, like, I'm going to throw away this A-B. The game still matters to the guys, but but there's not the threat of physical injury in baseball and the only reason you're, the only reason you're sweating is because it's hot outside it's hot out but there's not the the risk of physical injury in baseball there is that you could get hit by the pitch but you're you know in all like guys don't just there aren't 50 acl tears in a baseball season the way there are in a football season right yeah no so there's no playing hard there's no additional risk that comes with playing hard in baseball it's a, it's a big injury. deal in baseball when a guy tears his ACL. Right? Yeah, and you can play baseball at 75% because watch baseball in June. Most guys are playing it at 75%, right? Yeah, I, I've just come to, like, the, the Pro Bowl, I, I agree with everyone that's hating that it sucks. It's terrible. And just like the NBA is really, really bad. But it's fine. Like, it's, it, it, it's, it's someone is there for someone, and if you want to enjoy it, enjoy it. If not, I will not watch anymore. And I, it was the first time I've always kind of lied. I'm like, God, that was really terrible. And I watched a lot. I honestly probably Shaq gave this kind of cool story to start it off. I had it on about like, yeah, you know, meeting all those guys and being on. And you just like, it really hit me. Like there's a reason this guy, we talk a lot about like Michael Jordan's and the Tiger Woods and the Tom Brady's. I, I think Shaq's almost an underrated how fucking famous and fam- you know, big of a deal. Shaquille O'Neal is, <laughs> Like, wouldn't you say he's on the short, like, top 10 in our lifetime through 35, 36 years of our life of just, like, Jordan, Tiger, Ken Griffey? Like, I, you could put Shaq, like, he if we probably lift, listed it out, he would compete to be, like, top five. Just how famous he is. And also just how unique he is, right? How big he is, how loving he is. And there's just kind of this, in this weird way, a blue-collar nature to him. And that's, you know, I thought Coward gave a pretty good opening rant today about Michael Jordan and... 
how he got the biggest applause last night and how he's by far still the most famous NBA player, even though he hasn't played in 25 years, 20 plus years. And there's this relatability to him, even though he's not a relatable person that I think that generation just in general, like when I see those guys, I was like, God, I just, I don't know. Maybe it was when I was a kid when I was growing up, but you just, the way they operated, the way they acted. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I miss them. <laughs> I mean, I do. Uh, but yeah, I just, the game, it's just it's just not for me anymore. But there's nothing wrong with that. Just like there's there's a lot of music that's probably just not for me. And that doesn't mean the well, music's see, I, When I see I, that a lot on YouTube, like... That's a great take, and it sounds really good, but I disagree. I think it's bad that your All-Star game that was once something that everyone had to watch, no one has to watch anymore. That's not good. Well, I was out at Sushi on Saturday night. Because the fact is that the Pro Bowl was never really like that. But the All-Star game, the NBA was. Well, I, the, and a huge defining moment for them was Saturday night in the All-Star weekend, if for any sports fan, right? Right. And I wasn't super locked in, but I saw some of the reaction definitely the next day. Uh, it was on at, a, I was at a restaurant eating, getting drunk and eating sushi, and it was on in the background. And clearly it was really, really bad. But you could argue like the dunk contest, like eventually you're just going to run out of dunks humans can do. Like part of the home run derby, it's not like, can this guy now hit it 855 feet? It's just how many home runs can you hit? The dunk contest, after, they're only, I just argue, like, they can't do any more dunks. Like, they've done them all. So it's, are the top guys doing included anymore? No, they're not. So that's fucked. You're not going to have the star recognition. When Juan Toscano-Anderson is, did he win it? Uh, you know, maybe Obi Toppin. Couldn't tell you. But, but, like, the famous people don't do it, and there just aren't any dunks to do. It's, it's over. So you just, can you find another pitch? I, I don't know. You, DJ but, Khaled in the skills competition. I would say is the best highlight I saw from the weekend. I when I looked up and I just thought it was cool from a human element was one of the skill competitions that you have to do with your teammates. All the Antetokounmpo's did together. I'm like, that's a pretty cool moment. Just all three yeah, of the brothers. Cool. Like that was cool. Even though I didn't care the reaction, I just All Star Weekend is. I, I think the 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 dunk contest is over because there's no more dunks to do. Yeah, They've I mean, done but, them all. But it, how it's been over. But I mean, tr- it's not I think, over now. I, th- it's just I think it was over. like widely agreed that this was by far the worst one, and they've been bad now for years. Yeah, yeah. It's it stopped being must see TV a long time ago. Like to me, that's the line. It's not was this the worst? It stopped being must see TV a long time ago. But wouldn't you say that, like the that- NFL draft, the NBA lottery? I'd say those are like events that are fun and are still fun. The, the dunk contest stopped being must-see TV a long time ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could argue the NBA's fallen, you know, before. I'm not yeah, that, but that's a separate NBA. conversation. I mean, I absolutely. But I'm just saying, like, every year we do. Every year we declare, this is the year I'm never watching again. It's like, well, the, fa- the, the first year you had that conversation is when it was over. It, w- it was truly my first year of ever, like, I didn't really watch a second. And, and I do think there's a part of it. I was proud that- of myself. I, I think there's a part of it that's not even game-related. Like, there is just a natural... This is one of the things I think that helps baseball a little in this sense, is like, we can all... Everybody across the country can watch the stars. That's actually all you watch, right? Like, the end. if you watch the NBA, you see all these guys all the time. You don't need to... Once upon a time, you just didn't get to see everybody yeah. the same way. You weren't watching League Pass. There weren't highlights all the time. It's, you might only get to see Steph Curry a handful of times and maybe like, you remember it was like Sports Center, the highlights. I get to watch two minutes of Steph. You know, that's what it would have been like if it was Steph back in the day. I would say another huge element has been like, I wonder what it will look like 
you know, Michael Jordan passing it to Charles Barkley, getting an alley-oop from David Robinson. Now, like, that would be a team. Be yeah, like, yeah, that's true. You know, so that's it's like, point. I wonder what it looks like. LeBron James, Anthony Davis to Russell Westbrook. You mean the Lakers, right? I mean, a lot of these super teams have just kind of changed the game a little bit that way. We have just a lot of players playing with each other. Now, historically, like old when we were kids, guys would get together when they were like, it was done. <laughs> be like a couple 35-year-olds be like, this is sad. Now it's like it happens in their prime. Like, that's the playoffs. John, great idea here on the stream from Red Eye. How about a drunk contest? Instead of a someone contest. just yeah, just watch them like gamble, or you just yeah, you can just do something stupid. You could argue, but people are like, just have the NFL do a skills competition. No, they get six and a half million people to watch them play tag football, so they're gonna play tag football. We'll I, we'll see when the ratings come out for the NBA. I bet it'll be kind of low. I do like a skills competition for basketball. I've I've watched that thing in the past because it's timed, and so when something's timed, like you try. Um. To beat a time, like you have to run. Like it's there's a basic part of sports that's like people don't run. People aren't I, running. I, I would say it would be pretty telling if it's if whenever the ratings come out on these two, it's like if it's a historically low rating. Cause as just a consumer, there was nothing on television these two days, right? Yeah. Like you you were not competing against anything. Anything. Cause all the college basketball was earlier. Holiday weekend though, right? So you're compete people were just like Already or are, are, are already dialed in to be out of th- to be out off the couch doing something maybe yeah going to the snow Walk. something like that I don't know <laughs> that's but what some Sunday, people in my text messages are doing but I would say Saturday and Sunday night people are at yeah Saturday night maybe but Sunday night yeah I don't know maybe in the snow uh, John let's tell the people about our friends at Indeed Indeed.com slash hammer right now you get a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post only at Indeed.com slash ham just like the nfl combine ahead everyone's trying to make a championship run nothing matters more than finding and hiring the best team with indeed you have the power to build a dynasty by hiring more mvps faster do you know that indeed guy delivers four time more hires than all their job sites combined wow according to talent talent nest 2019 Join more than 3 million businesses. So if you're listening to this right now and you have a small business, if you have a big business, you have any sort of business, worldwide, you can use Indeed to hire great talent and do it fast. So start hiring right now. We're, we're all looking for people to help us out right now. Moving forward, 2022, world's going to change these next in this decade, the 2020s. Can't wait. With a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash ham. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash ham to claim your $75 job credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash ham. Indeed saves you time. You can message, you can schedule, you can interview top talent seamlessly all in one place. So it's easy to connect with all your applicants. No installations of anything extra. The virtual interviews work right from your browser. So you're saving yourselves headaches, no downloads, no plugins, no purchases. You do it all in one place with Indeed. Plus, Indeed helps star applicants shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. You're going to find the best people for your job faster. So make sure you're hiring MVPs. Like John said, do it with the number one job site in the world. More total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed.com slash ham right now. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Terms and conditions apply.
Did you say terms and conditions apply? I, I didn't. I just can't leave that out. You know. No. All right. Just want to make sure I wasn't uh, double booking. Terms and conditions apply. No, you just always got to have terms and conditions apply. You know the uh, people be honest and uh, you know terms and conditions apply. Terms and conditions apply. I don't know if terms and conditions apply is uh, you know proper. I was I hope to get an email once to be like you guys said terms and conditions apply that doesn't count. Well, did you hear about the Catholic priest in Arizona? Did you see that story like a week ago? Uh, have something to do with young boys? No. Uh, well, yes, but no, not that kind of story. Apparently, for twenty years, the um, I'm Jewish, so I don't. What's the thing where you put the water on the head and it like oh, b- uh, baptize? Yes, they invalidated twenty years of his baptisms. What do you do? He, he inadvertently changed one word in the baptism ceremony. Instead of saying I and then blah, 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 he said we and blah, 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 blah. And the Pope, apparently, that's not the proper script. You got to follow the script to a T. Some visiting, uh, you know, priest. Dignitary. Yeah, was just there and happened to see it and, uh, you know, turned him into Roger Goodell. And. 20 years of baptisms invalidated. Well, how did they have film or did he just admit, like I've been saying we the whole time? Yeah. He's like, they said the thing you said, that's not proper. Have you been saying this for a while? And then they said, yeah. And maybe they checked some old tape or asked some people. And he's like, uh, you know, out of commish. He and make goods or I don't know. Can you do like a zoom baptism? If you're like 20 now and it's like, Oh my God, my baptism from 20 years ago. No good. You know? That sucks. Did you see the guy? That's pretty nuts. Uh, can you imagine the amount of like dudes our age that are like, yeah, man, I don't give a shit. Like, it's I'm good. <laughs> you know, well, like, yeah, but their moms are not happy about it. No, that's true. Yeah, some people. Very, I did see a headline today. Maybe it was by CNBC. Like, millennials are the least religious group in the history of the world. Maybe it was America. It's like, is religion in trouble? Like, yeah, probably. Most people I know, churchgoers. Uh, the dude that the uh, cross-country skier that had uh, frostbite on his penis. You see that story going viral? It's the second time that it happened. It's like, whatever the long cross-country race is, called like the slow something. It's like, you know, like 50 miles, whatever. It's long. And you're on those little skinny skis where you're basically walking, so you're not even going very fast. No downhill, all uphill and flat, so it takes you forever. Wherever he was in China must have been really cold. Penis froze. Did he pull it up to go to the bathroom on the side, and then there was a little... I, I think I saw a quote that he was in extreme pain and knew he had some trouble. I don't know if they were... You remember when some of the guys uh, in the Seattle-Minnesota game, they got a little... It was a Cam Chancellor got a little frostbite or something on his foot, and they were able to. It didn't wasn't that big a deal, but I think it was one of those like a frostbite scare. Penis survived, but uh, had to be pretty cold, man. Had to be pretty. Oh cold. my god! There's probably nothing of all the events. Again, I didn't watch a second, but I have not been one to talk shit about uh, the Olympics because if that's for you, that's cool. Finnish athlete Remy Lindholm experienced unbearable pain. Oh. Can you imagine? I went outside this morning. I was like, it's really nippy outside. Today. It was so cold that they actually reduced the competition by 40% of the distance. An hour and 16 minutes. Uh, That's not really that long. I, I would assume it was like five or six hours. Was Yeah. Wow. That's uh <laughs> Holy smokes. 
Yeah, I think we all agreed you'd give up a finger or a toe before you'd ever give up the old piece. <laughs> yeah, man. That is brutal. That's... Well, that was not the headline that I saw from the weekend, John. The headline that we all saw from the weekend was Juwan Howard had his hands laid on, had somebody somebody else laid hands on him, and he laid hands. Uh, initially, it was throws a punch, although everyone knows a punch has to be a closed fist. This was an open hand. And, um, yeah, there was a big fight, big brawl. This was baseball. It would have been uh, would have been a good ba- – this was a good baseball brawl, John, but it was basketball, and we never get them in basketball, so it was extra good at the handshake line. Well, sometimes you do get it, I guess, less in college, and even the NBA, no one, they're too rich. We used to get it a lot more, I feel, in basketball in our youth. That's something I do miss, just player on player, just a brawl. <laughs> Uh, th- those stopped like a shove and then it really becomes a fight my, my main issue with this again this is based on social media reaction but it feels like every show or whatever was probably talking about this it, it did go pretty viral is if something crazy happens let's say in on sunday night football which happens sometimes a crazy call everyone has an opinion because everyone was watching when things used to happen crazy in like major league baseball in the 80s and the 90s and like a big national game 35 million people are watching. I haven't seen the television rating on this, but and, and it was Michigan, Wisconsin, so there, there were some people watching, but probably like 400,000 people. The amount of people with opinions on this that I couldn't pay, I, I couldn't write them a check to consume a college basketball game before March Madness is pretty high. Now, you could argue that everyone's allowed to have an opinion on that. That's, a, that's true, but the amount of like fake inspiration to their anger is like what you how do you care this much on something that you will never watch i just i i would imagine guy haberman it's hard because i guess some of these bigger schools right if you're a wisconsin alum or an arizona alum or a auburn alum it's you you probably do once your team's in the top like 15 you're just gonna end up watching more so they, they some of these bigger schools have a base UCLA is good this year. I mean, these teams have people that consume their games. And definitely the Big Ten, you would probably argue their fan bases are fucking massive. So I'm underselling it a little bit. But it's not. it doesn't seem to me their fan bases like Portnoy and Big Cat making fun of each other because they went to school there. They might have been watching the game. But the average media guy is just not. I just There's no way. But they're all up in arms. But why do I have to watch basketball to have an opinion on a fight if I was going to? Because I would say that. There's a difference between like having an opinion mm-hmm. and the, the, the like. I, I feel most people are kind of going Stephen A on this. Like, I don't believe you actually care that much. About the fight or about basketball? About just the fight and what it represents. And like, because here's my overall take isn't really that big a deal. Now, listen, you don't want a coach doing that, suspend them four or five games. Can we just move on? Like, is it, does it really have to be that big of an issue? Because to well, me, if this happened in the Final Four or something and 40 million people, to me, it's a big I, – I just – I don't know. I, I don't find it to be that big of an issue. Well, I mean, if it were, uh, you know, week seven of the NFL season, it wouldn't be as big of a story, right? But it, it is the biggest thing that happened this weekend probably in sports. Oh, you're saying if Juwan Howard had done that, like, in November or whatever. Yeah, if he just done it when there are, like, other big stories going on. Like, I think that's part of it. I think part of it is it's Juwan Howard. So it's everybody him, yeah. immediately goes, oh, shit, Juwan Howard. Then the video was pretty, like, just the video's kind of crazy. Uh, I was confused the first time I watched the video because all the Wisconsin coaches are wearing polo shirts. 
kind of lame. Like everyone in suits would make this even funnier. Fighting in dress shoes is a lot harder than fighting in sneakers. Somebody always falls down when they're all in dress shoes. You know what I mean? But everyone's in sneakers, so everyone's got good traction, so that kind of hurts it. Didn't didn't suits get thrown out the window in basketball the last couple of years? Is a lot over? of them. Mick Cronin refusing to go to polos. He's wearing suits. He said, I coach, I coach in the same seat as John Wooden, miles away from where Pat Riley wore Armani's. Like, this is a big deal to me. I'm wearing suits. I'm like, is, is he Mick Cronin? How many I mean, is he the only Pac 12 coach? It feels like he would be an outlier. No, some guys will do it like Sometimes Andy Enfield still wears suits. Some guys are doing the sometimes thing. Gotcha. Uh, I to me, I always like if you're traveling and you don't, you'd rather just one bag, couple polos, as opposed to like multiple shoes and suits and all that. Like you know, but all I got thrown off. I thought the Wisconsin coaches were like alternate referees wearing windbreakers because their shirts are kind of ugly. They got like the they got like something on the shoulders. I don't even know what the design was. So I got thrown off the first time I watched it. I did see – I think the other thing is Michigan's not very good this year. They're 14 and 11 um, relative to you know what they want to be, like national championship contender. The question I have is like, are they unhappy with Juwan? I don't – I saw Jeff Goodman a couple weeks ago wrote a story about why it's the struggle for former – big-time former players coaching. Like it's – there aren't a lot of guys that are able to do it really, really well. Penny Hardaway's had a little heat on him this year. Penny said before the year like – when he got no, when he got the job, we want all the smoke. That was his quote. I want all the smoke, and then people are criticizing him because Memphis is like on the bubble, and he's mad that people are criticizing him. So uh, that was part of the Goodman article. But I think it's it's part of the part of the story of the year is like Michigan people think is should be better, um, and I think that's part. Of, like if they were a two overall seed right now, no one would be talking about should he be fired. If I remember correctly, they were. The tournament happened last, last year. Last year they were really good. Yeah, weren't they a one seed or something? They were they were a high seed. Yeah, they were one of the best. They uh, UCLA ultimately beat them. They might have been a one seed. They were fantastic last year. Yeah, they were good. So he he has not been a joke or whatever there. No, he's had a good team. No, it's only his third year. That's the other thing. I also don't think as a coach you can throw hands like that's kind of nuts. Well, again, I'm not saying that it's it's a you can just have this going on. My point is that there's just a lot of like part of it is you know like to me Mark Titus, Doug Gottlieb, like these people that are watching countless games, like they get to have legitimate to me yeah. like I, Jay Billis. Like I'm I'm interested to see what they're saying. Right, right. Like when I see Desmond Howard start yelling at Dickie <laughs> V, it's like give me a fucking break. No, I I agree with you on that. Part. I, I thought Doug had a good good take. Like this, Michigan basketball is a really high level operation, right? (laughs) Their athletic department, their basketball and football team. I mean, you just, if you just did the rankings when you combine them, they're top 10, right? Basketball, football, if it was, if it's one entity, they're high. You know, after the game, emotions running hot. I'm not expecting Juwan to be like, I fucked up. Like, I I get it. I give you a pass. But by the following day, you've taught by Pat Riley, like, you got probably got to come out with a statement like I regret doing that, but I think there's a good chance that not only does he not feel he regrets it, that he was in the right and like I don't take it back, and that's where I do wonder with the players. When you play for a long time, at at a real you know Juwan, I think you would say underwhelmed probably a little in the NBA, but he did have like an 18 year career. I don't know if you truly look at it like Mick Cronin knows. When Mick Cronin is 28 years old coming up, and let's say he gets his first big like gig as like the fourth assistant on Michigan, 
Can you imagine if he got into an altercation? He would get fired. His career would be over. You think about things. Juwan Howard's like, I, I've almost been in fights like every other game I ever played in. Like I'm always on edge. And Pat Riley taught me to fucking be ready to go. Right. You know, so it's, I wonder if there's a mindset of like, I don't quite think like a coach, which I kind of respect. Like I, I'm with you. I saw Penny Hardaway earlier this season screaming at a reporter about something. And I, I, you know, I don't follow Memphis basketball. I was actually had their game on yesterday. Larry Brown's on a staff. Yeah. At Memphis. <laughs> so it's like, it was kind of weird. Cause they were playing SMU. I'm like, isn't that where he got in trouble? It's like, I'm trying to put all the pieces. He actually looks pretty good for a guy that's like 77 years old. Is that honestly, Larry feels like he'd be older than that. Is that Would you see the picture of Ahmad Rashad? Next I to did. Bill Murray. Ahmad's Let- older than Bill Murray. Well, Ahmad's 70-something, right? Ahmad's 72, Bill Murray 71. John, Larry Brown is 81. I thought he looked pretty good standing yeah, right I, next to Penny. But I just, I listen, I, I understand these former players have a little bit different of a mindset, which to me sometimes healthy, you know, just... For sure. But but to your point, it does, I think you're right. It gets in the way of like, as a player, you get in a fight, you get disciplined, you move on. You don't have to necessarily apologize if you think you were right. Right. I would say it, most players, they don't. They just get spinning. They move on. Yeah, right. it's different for a coach. I mean, in baseball, all the time, there's all these, and no one's ever apologizing in baseball. Like, at the times when there are real fights, there's less and less real fights. But Regardless of good or bad, whether you agree, and again, most people wouldn't be able to agree or disagree because they didn't watch the game. So they wouldn't even know, like, the timeout. You'd be like, what? No, you just see the fight. Well, that was one you, thing Juwan said after the game, that we were not full-court pressing when they were definitely full-court pressing. Yeah, and then the whole guy's opinion was like, I had my backups in, I called a timeout so we didn't screw up a play. Like, I, I You're allowed to get your reps in on either side, do whatever yes. you want. Is he allowed to stop him and say something? Because clearly the Wisconsin coach wanted to stop Juwan and be like, I think he was trying to tell him, like, listen, I wasn't trying to be a dick. That, yeah. that, that's my take, right? right He's right. going to stop him and like, I wasn't trying to rub it in your face, bro. And Juwan is just from the Pat Riley school where he's like, fuck you, don't touch me. The second somebody grabs you and you're already pissed at them, you're not here. Like, you but might have that reaction. Tweet out a million pictures of like a lot of people grab in that scenario, coaches. Yeah, no, I understand. But I'm just saying, the second you grab, there's the chance it goes wrong. That's that would be my ultimate. You agree with yes. that? The second you grab someone, there's just a chance it's going to get away from you and you're not going to be able to get it back. But this is where back to the player coach. I bet like Izzo and all these guys in the conference often, even if they're mad at each other, know they can't like shove each other. Yes, of course. There were so many pictures of like Coach K and Izzo over the years of them being at press conferences where like Izzo would put his arm around, you know, just like, but again, like there, there is a level of now I sound like I'm defending Jawan Howard. Like, bro, you've been a coach now long enough. Like you gotta, you gotta pivot. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like Wes Welker, there are things he could say as a player, as a slot receiver for Peyton or Tom Brady. If Wes Welker ever becomes a coach, probably things that are going to be off limits for him to say, right? There are things you can say to another player if you're a player that if you're a coach and you say it to a player, now you're in trouble, right? What was you Coach know? K's thing with Dylan Brooks? Didn't he tell him to like, uh, remember that thing where he's like, uh, something happened in a in a March Madness game. They were blowing him out or something, and he said, like, act with more class. And Yeah, but then that, after the game, part of it was he said he didn't say something. That's right. Yeah, and then he wouldn't really apologize. You're too that, good of a player it, it, to do that. Uh, was, he hit a three with, late in the game. That was But that close. that's very – whether he's right or wrong, that's very coachy. Yes. You know? <clears throat> Jawan's was a little like, we're fucking playing pickup here, and I think you hard fouled me. I'm going to backhand you to to the – 
to the assistant, who I guess is a former Badger player. You know, he's probably been assistant on the staff with what's his name. Because this guy that's the coach now for Wisconsin was the assistant for the older guy that was there forever, right? Yes, who then stepped aside during the season to make sure that his guy got the job. Who's this guy? This guy got the job, Greg Gard, because what well, yeah, what was his predecessor's name? Really good. Always angry. He'd, he'd been there forever and, and they'd had really good Something scenes. with a B. I think the story was he kind of left during the year yeah, because yeah. he wanted his guy to get the job and they'd be forced to give his guy the job. But this guy is good, clearly. Bo That's Ryan. Yeah, I mean, they, Bo, Bo Ryan stepped down in like 2015. So this guy's it, been there for a while. This guy wins. Like, they go to the tournament. They compete for the conference. Uh, on the stream, Can't Tame, says, Jordan the Goat, he went to Daytona and then sobered up to attend the 75th anniversary ceremony. Did he? I mean, sober up? Sober up? <laughs> Well, doesn't he? He owns a car. He owns a car. The pictures, he looked like he was having more fun at Daytona, although he, I know he was hugging everybody at the NBA All-Star game. Do you think he's still the go-to alpha of the group? Of the NBA All-Star game or Daytona? Of the NBA All-Star game. I mean, yeah. Feels like the only guy that can even, just because of his personality, is magic a little bit. Like, Jerry West is a little more subdued, even though I think Jerry's... In Jerry's mind, he's ever been a big a deal as anyone there, which he should think that way, right? He's one of the he's a logo slash, like when Shaq goes gives him a hug, he's hugging him because Jerry West signed him to the Lakers, right? He drafted Kobe. Like Jerry, Jerry to me has the most unique career out of all because a lot of them are just players. Jerry's like, yeah, I did everything here, I did it all. Well, the whole story about like Jerry can't get a ticket to a Laker game anymore is pretty crazy. Oh, they canceled his tickets on his wife or something. Yeah. They didn't even. He's like, they didn't even give me a text. It's like he's the logo. I I don't think you can cancel the logo. Did you see the video that went viral today? Of if you couldn't make it, you went somewhere and you did a you did a video of waving. So these guys just did a video like oh 10 for the guys 75th. like Larry Bird, Scottie Pippen, Carl Malone, and they just kind of wake Steve Nash, you know, to a just to a camera. No, I do I, wonder if I gotta go watch. I that. get like Steve Nash not showing up. He's like, I'm not showing up to the All Star game. I'm working. I, I'm taking this little vacation. It does feel a little bit like Scotty. Like, yeah, I don't really want to face Michael. I've talked a lot of shit about this whole thing. Uh, I gotta find that video. I didn't see. You gotta send me this. The All Star. Oh, here we go. Steve. Levit- oh, Levitar. <laughs> Levitar did a pretty funny thing with it. <laughs> the Nash wave. Uh uh, last thing, John, real quick on the stream, Andres, Andres says, are we still doing Shave It or Save It? Yes, let's reprise say, Shave It or Save It with LeBron James, John. When he got, he got a haircut. Well, I just mean he got a, it's, his hair is very short. He's got a very significant bald spot and some recession. Uh, but as we've talked about before, when you're tall, TV does you a disservice because it shows you from the top. But most other people have no idea. He's bald, but it's I, I we do need some shave it or save it uh people some to shoot us. Yeah. Yeah. Give us a shave it or save it submission. If you're balding, if you're not sure what to do, if you're holding on, we need three photos, front, top, maybe a couple of sides. So maybe it's four photos, a side, a back. Some we develop shave it or save it at gmail.com, or is that too much work? Uh we probably yeah, we probably could do that. DMs probably easier than just the DMs. You think so? For them or for us? I mean, it would just be one spot. I, yeah, I don't know. 
it's pretty easy to email pictures on your phone. I mean, everyone has email on their phone now, doesn't it? I mean, our emails are in our Twitter handles too, but yeah, we could do a shave it or shave it. A, but there's no reason not to, other than you have to then check it. And I've got, oh, you know what? We have an email set up for promo code ham for the hat sales. What would that one be? Promo code ham at gmail.com? Yeah. But it, again, it requires checking it, which means I got to sign out of one. We got to sign into the other, you know, have it in a second, a different we, browser. We think about I'm just throwing this off. Like, you know, off yeah, it's off a good thought. Way. It's not a bad thought. It's not a bad thought. Also, hit us with some uh, mailbag questions. We'll be coming back now um, that we're into the 2022-2023 uh, season. So mailbag, iTunes, leave us a five-star review. We appreciate that. But leave a question. That's how you enter the mailbag. You go to iTunes. You leave us a review. Leave us a question. Question can be anything. Anything you want. Anything you want. John, tell me what. Tell me how to become a scout. Tell us how to start a podcast. Somebody hit me with that the other day. Didn't get back to him yet, but I will. Uh, who do you think uh, is going to be the first pick of the NFL draft? Whatever. Tell us your favorite bar as well, and that and that's how you get in the mailbag. So, yeah, man, holler at us. All right, later, everybody. Happy President's Day to us. Go Presidents. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.